Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to the Runners World podcast with me, Rick Pearson. And me, Ben Hobson. Today we're speaking with Jasmine Paris and Darren Evans about the new running community, the Green Runners. It's such an important topic that we're talking about today with the Green Runners, which is essentially how we can make ourselves as runners, more environmentally friendly. And the, the Green Runners is a, is a running community uh, based around that. People like Damien Hall are involved, Dan Lawson, obviously Jasmine Paris and Darren Evans, who we're, who we're speaking with. Um, and it's such an important subject. I think we're going to uh, just go straight to the interview this week. So without further ado, let's bring on our guest of the week. Guest of the week, here in the studio. Guest of the week, sometimes on the phone. Could be an athlete. So we're here with Jasmine Paris and Darren Evans. I want to talk about the environmentally friendly running community, Green Runners. So, Darren, can we start with you? What what exactly is Green Runners? Green Runners is a community uh, that is working towards making the planet fitter, basically. Um, it, It kind of all started around COP26. There's a real link there between the initial founders. So Damien had a group uh, called uh, XR for Runners or Runners for XR. I I wrote um, an ode uh, when I retired a couple of years ago. I I wrote an ode about Dan Lawson's Le Jog attempt and we connected. And he he passed um, me on to Damien and... I wrote this ode for COP26 and um, Damien thought, wow, like, let's put this to video. So he got some of the guys from um, Runners for XR uh, to kindly video some some parts of the video. And we put the video together and we did it and we launched it for COP26. And it was amazing. Jasmine was on it. Damien was on it. Dan Lawson, Jim Mann, Charlie Harper, Finley Wilde. Uh, who's obviously just broke the recent F- FKT for the um, for the Paddy Buckley. That's kind of how it all started. Uh, and then COP26 came came and went. And we, if we're honest, we were disappointed with some of the actions that came out of COP26. So we kind of got together and I actually looked back recently on the first uh, day that we uh, we set up the Green Runners on the WhatsApp group. And it was um, November the twenty fifth, uh, so it's everything is relatively new. 
It, it, I mean, it's really new. Uh, we've only been going four or five months. So yeah, that's kind of how how it all started. Um, and then it, it it kind of just just grew from there. A few of us started the conversation and start started the community. Um, and it, and it and the the other thing as well is there are runners who love the environment, but there are also environmentalists who love to run. So we've got a real broad experience, um, and I think we're all learning from each other, and we have done over the last few months. When you sort of the aim of the, this community and when you sort of came together, because obviously like-minded people, the same issue that you want to raise, what made you sort of feel that it was necessary to do it, aside from sort of everyone just carrying on and trying to do the best that they possibly could individually, why was it sort of necessary for you guys to sort of come together and, and have a sort of centralised sort of thought e- ethos? Um, I guess, um, you know, with Dan, um, Dan and Charlotte and Rerun Clothing, what they do is amazing, but they can't, they can't do it on their own. You know, Damien and Jasmine can inspire other people, but they can't do it on their own. Um, and there is a real feel that we need to create this community of like-minded people that can share their experiences and try and engage with others who maybe aren't thinking that way and trying to get them on board and to just give them the confidence to be able to do something, which is why we came up with four pillars. Can we talk about some of the, it's, it's four pillars, isn't it? It's, it's how you move, how you kit up, how you eat and how you speak up. So starting with the first one, um, maybe Jasmine, for you, as far as, far as, as, far as how, how you move, is that, are we talking about how you how you travel to races, what's that, what's that pillar involved? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we're talking about how you travel to races as, as runners, but I guess how you travel to training and just genu- generally, you know, you expand it into kind of all areas of your life, I think. Um, but in, specifically as as runners, I guess one of the big, big ones would be how you travel to races. And then that comes down to, um, you know, all sorts of things in terms of, you know, traveling abroad, whether you can go by other means than flying um, and then on a kind of more local basis whether you can for example get public transport to a race um, and then it comes down to things like whether race organizers can change race times to make them more accessible for people to use public transport or as Darren recently organized a race where he put some shuttle buses on from the train station for example um, and you know it's little things like that that as runners and you know just ev- everybody can get involved in that sense because they can if they a badger their race organizer to consider the start time of a race and, and how that fits with local public transport um, then that those are kind of changes that actually will make a big difference um uh, once they're added added together and that's why we were really keen to get um to make this a kind of movement in in, in terms of the running community yeah certainly like the races that i've attended where i've that have been local to me that i've walked to or basically or got to by bike or wherever it is um uh, is have been the races that i've probably started in the most in with the least stress and mm. i think that's where sort of a, an element of it which yeah. actually pe- people when we talk about sort of traveling there and not going by car or something like that it's not there is a sort of as another side to it which is this i arrived there feeling quite loose and refreshed and not like worn out by yeah. the journey there yeah. so there's sort of a, a double edge to this yeah. whole thing it's like it, there's another benefit yeah and the, you know some of the real lake district 
you know, um, kind of legends in terms of racing cycled to all their races, you know, turned up on a bike and then cycled 10 miles home again. So it's not like it's incompatible with, with being you know an elite runner as well yeah, so if, if you can if you can get there um, if it's not like 200 miles away i guess no, no, these, these <laughs> days people will do that <laughs> what, what, what about the um what about the kit side of things then darren what 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 can people do as far as uh maybe buying less kit but also elongating the kit they have perhaps yeah, I, I guess um, rerun have a motto: the, the most sustainable kit is the one that you're wearing, uh, and and just trying to make it uh, last as long as you can by using, you know, reuse, repair, recycle, and reduce. Um, so you know, you can actually repair the uppers on your trainers. You know, so just because they have a little hole in them, it doesn't mean that they then have to go into landfill. You know, there are ways to, to hack and, and make your trainers last longer. I, I, went, I went over to rerun with Dan and he showed me how to repair them with rock tape and a glue called Elastic Fantastic. And I had an old pair of Innovates that were ripped on both sides on both shoes that had done about 600 miles. And I'm still using them now, you know, and it just shows that if you just rethink about your purchases or the kit that you've currently got, whether that's buying from Rerun or buying from eBay and reducing the amount of overconsumption that we've all been guilty of in the past, um, it can make a real difference. Jasmine, when it comes to, to your usage of kit and, and sort of that elite level of like, we spoke to, I mean, I was speaking to a marathon, a guy, you know, an elite marathoner who gets through X number of pairs of trainers a week because of the mileage and all these sorts of things. And that's, that's a very different story from the general recreational runner because, mm. you know, they're, they're part of your, your sport. They're a training aid or, you know, that it's a sort of different wear level. But how do you go about sort of counteracting the high mileage and high usage when it comes to your kit? Yeah, so it's an interesting question with shoes because, to be honest, I've never... I've never really kept tabs on how many miles I've run in a pair of shoes. Generally, the, for me, the thing would be when they fell apart um, or when they have completely lost grip. So I guess if you're running a very technical race and you need grip, then if, if you've kind of lost the studs on the shoes, then that sort of makes them but then I'd still carry on using them actually for kind of just training on the road or runs something. If I, if I, <laughs> yeah, well yeah, yeah yeah and also you know like if you're just on a training room you're probably not necessarily needing to go that fast it doesn't matter if you slip a little bit um so yeah they, I basically wear the shoes until they sort of um they're falling apart um now and I've, I've, I've certainly kind of that's you know that's something I've become more and more aware of um and the other thing is I would tend to um you know, I have friends as well that, you know, it, it no kit would ever sort of um, not get used for its full lifespan. So it, there's there's lots of people that you would be able to pass things on to if, if they needed any more, any more using. And I certainly would do that. There's definitely, because there's definitely sort of an industry-led ideal of uh, set mileage that a piece of kit is worth it, good for. And that's kind of just a notion mm. that I think is always really interesting to explore every single time because you know after 300 miles that shoe is finished after x number of sort of uses or washes a jump with something loses its waterproofing or you know what i mean so it's 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 quite interesting to hear from someone who has just competed in the hardest race in the world to find out like (laughs) oh what's your level of usage in terms of oh actually it's still pretty good you know after x number of marathons or whatever it is 
And I think um, Strava uh, are guilty of that too. You know, those those of us that are on Strava, it will if you if you log your trainers on, it will tell you you need to get a new pair of trainers when there's nothing yeah. wrong with them. Yeah, yeah for sure. And and some people are swayed, and some people are swayed by that. Unfortunately, what about um about food then? And I know obviously Damien Hall is one of the people who's become sort of co-founder. He's become a vegan athlete, as, as a lot of ultra runners are. I've seen on the website that it, you're kind of talking about some of the changes people can make to diet. But what 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 are they? And 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 what kind of what level are you actually asking people to go to with this? Um, it's just to start thinking about a, a planet-based diet, really. Um, you know, I can only only speak for myself. Um, you know, meat was a massive part of my life, all my life, up until three years ago when my eight-year-old said, uh, Daddy, I don't want to eat animals anymore. So we agreed not to eat in front of him. And then we became pescatarian, and now we've become vegetarian. But it's not about asking people to just suddenly give up meat or dairy it's about just making those small steps. So maybe just going meat free for a couple of couple of nights a week, uh, but, and thinking about where they're buying their food from. You know, is it seasonal? You know, loads of things like that. Jasmine, did you want to? Yeah. So I guess as kind of my food pledge, we already didn't don't eat very much meat. Um, like rarely would buy meat for ourselves, but if we were sort of eating at a friend's or anything, we you know, we wouldn't, wouldn't say no. But um, I guess my my pledge was to eat less dairy because I was aware that even though I'm, I'm pretty much vegetarian, I was still eating quite a bit of cheese and, and, and milk. So those are kind of big things in terms of carbon uh, footprint. Um, but I, so I've switched to, for example, drinking oat milk. And actually for me, that's, um, that's actually pretty much halved our, our milk consumption in in the house because I drink quite a lot of tea um, with milk. So it's it's things like that, you know, so it might just be, um, it, it's not, I think the important thing to stress is that, that you you know, I every, everybody's going to be able to make different changes and it's going to be individual for each person. And for one person, one of these pillars might be a bigger, um, you know, a bigger sacrifice than another pillar, or it might be more possible than another pillar, and it will depend on lots of, lots of factors in your life. But the important thing is to try and make some change and make it meaningful, and not just you know make a pledge and say that you're going to do it, but actually do it. That's the important bit. Um, yeah. So that's and so it's whatever you can do. Um, and I think what will happen naturally is that people will do one thing, and then they'll gradually aim to do more and strive to do more and that's that's the aim that it's a gradual process um, and it, it's within what it's, it's what you can do it's much better to do something than nothing at all so even if it's just a little thing yeah start doing it um do you have to be the holder of multiple fkt times to be a green runner or can <laughs> can, can ben and i join up <laughs> <laughs> please join please join um yeah you're, in, you're just in, in good company with people like finley wild yeah <laughs> but, it, but it, it is for everyone isn't it the green runners absolutely yeah that, absolutely yeah how how do you go about joining? Then, if someone was like, "This this is this is my kind of thing," how do they how do they become a green runner? Um, so we've uh, developed a website um, where anyone can come and join. It's www.thegreenrunners.com, uh, where you can find um, an introduction, a message from Damien. Um, we've got the four pillars, and we've got a resources page that is always being contributed to by the people that are joining our community. So for those of you 
um, that aren't really sure what to do. There's a there's a huge resource there. Um, and on the contact subscribe page, you can subscribe to the emails. You can join for £2.50 because we're all volunteers. You know, we're not backed by any business. Um, so the £2.50 goes to the operating costs of the website, etc. And then you can pledge, which will come through on an email. We'll respond to that pledge and send you a link that you can then go to rerun if you want a green runner's badge, I don't know whether you can. Oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, a green runner's badge. And you can wear that with pride and rerun will send you the green runner's badge for you to wear at events, at races, etc., to feel part of that community. This is the Runner's World Podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. The website is a fantastic resource. I think this is one thing to stress. Like, it's all well and good. Some, you know, popular runners turning up and telling everyone to sort of, you know, change their ways. And and these these are these are very good causes, and you should get involved. But uh, anyone who's listening, please do go to the website because there's actual like there's genuine ways that how you can get involved. It's not just a sort of overarching campaign where um, there's you know some, some 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 nice ideas. This is like active things that people can do. And yeah, I would add that we're learning from people as well. We're excited about the fact that um, the the wider this, um, you know, the wider this becomes, and the more people that get involved, the more we'll learn from each other. I've already learned a massive amount from from the WhatsApp chats that we've had and the meetings that we've had, um, and so it's really exciting going forwards. Can we can we talk about the ple- the pledges, Darren? Because I know you've 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 had a few pledges in, haven't you? You said there are actually some quite interesting ones. It'd be good, good to get a sense of what people are pledging when they're when they're signing up. Yeah, so with the pledges, obviously the fourth pillar is uh, how we speak out, and and that is about using the pledges and telling the sport stories and inspiring others. Um, so yeah, I've got I've got a couple here. So um, so I want to do what I can to be kinder to our planet. I pledge to tra- pledge to travel by land and sea, and only by air if absolutely necessary. I'll walk, run, or cycle instead of using the car. 
and use public transport for longer journeys. I'll repair and use kit to maximize its lifespan, reduce my meat consumption and spread the word on living a more sustainable life. Um, and then we've got, I believe, passionately in protecting the environment and encouraging our two children to do the same. There is no alternative to our planet. And the sooner the powers that be make real commitments, the better. So, you know, it's it's it, it's non-generational. You know, it's, it's you know, I've got an eight year old. Jasmine's got two, two children. It's about what we're doing to try and inspire others to engage and then make it better for our children. So for me, that's a real driving yeah, force. Absolutely. For sure. I think that that's probably crucial for any lots of people listening is that there is just not a sense of just just yourself and doing things for your own being and actually the greater picture um i'm we've which which pillar have we missed a pillar we've done that was it the last one speak up was the last one good and just just on that um going back to what jasmine was saying um you know uh pledges only become real if the action is behind it. Otherwise, it just becomes words on a piece of cardboard or a piece of paper. That action is really important. So whether it's big actions or small actions, it's the action base that makes the difference. Interesting, your, one of those pledges you read out mentioned business. And I'm kind of wanted to swing around to sort of not just runners doing their bit, but how running industry is kind of fits in with, you know, this whole community. And, and certainly you've got large large corporations make sort of statements about becoming carbon neutral by year or um how they want to sort of but you know sort of dismissing them the overall thing that they are still mass producing shoes and, and and all these sorts of how do you guys what's your stance on these pledges being made and are they enough and what can the bigger businesses do yeah well that's a, that's a tricky one isn't it i think kind of going forward one of the big challenges that we all will face is that with the increasing awareness of the environment by consumers, um, companies there's pressure on con- companies to show show they're becoming greener, and with that comes this kind of concept of greenwashing. So, um, you know, um, companies suggesting that they're they're doing good things for the environment. They might be are making plant based shoes or whatever it is when um, you know maybe ninety five percent of their products are still really bad for the environment. So that's a sort of kind of one of the big challenges that we face. And I think that that's um, another reason that it's a really good idea to have a kind of um, a community for, for runners to learn from each other, to kind of discuss that, to challenge the what what maybe what they're being shown in kind of advertisements and um, and and to have that kind of resource of, 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 of talking with each other. And as, as Darren alluded to, there's people that are, you know, professionals in, in, in this kind of this, this field. So there's lots of support and there's, there's people that you can ask. So um, I would be the first to say that I'm, I, I'm definitely not knowledgeable. Um, but I feel now that I have a better kind of network of people to ask of, about what would be the right thing. And the aim would be to kind of have a better idea about maybe what the best if you have to buy a new kit what the best kit would be to invest in um, and I think that's that's one of the things it's gonna I think that will take a bit more work but that's one of the areas that the green runners I think will naturally try to um, provide some information on with time if if, if that's if that's possible because I think that will give people a really um, that would be useful information for people going forward to kind of have an idea of what what company to, to support and the same for races actually we had this idea that races would um, almost you know, become 
we'd almost end up giving them a score for how good they nice. are in terms of yeah. the environment they yeah. you know like you know um and it's 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 everything you know they offer trees not teas instead of a t-shirt at a race um the kind of public transport options that we've we've already discussed and what food do they offer and all of those things would add up to give them a kind of desirability score as a race and then if if we have a big enough movement of people being interested in the green runners then I think what will happen naturally is that race organizers will start to be find that as an incentive to want to get a good score to attract people um so so yeah that's kind of all all part of the aim and um, on a personal level I um recently stopped stepped away from any kind of ambassador um ship for for any company so I currently now running for the green runners I don't run for anyone else and I'll race the UTMB in at the end of August for the Green Runners. So for me, that's like, you know, that'll be a way of raising publicity and also um, maintaining independence from any kind of, it's difficult to, to, to be in the thick of it as a kind of sponsored athlete yeah. and to main, maintain that kind of degree of integrity. For sure. So for me, that was important to step away from it and just, yeah. Well, bro, well, I mean, yeah, that's, well. that takes, that's a, that's a livelihood. So that is that's a that's a bold step so the kudos to that yeah that is absolutely yeah that's, i mean there's yeah. principles and then they're sticking by them so yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, that, absolutely yeah yeah Darren, let, let me play devil's advocate here what, what about someone who says look the, the future of the planet actually depends on macro change it depends on china burning less fossil fuels it's not really about runners keeping hold of their shoes for longer that's not going to make a meaningful difference what do you say to people who actually think that these micro changes aren't aren't really significant when it comes to uh, climate change I'd say um, I absolutely agree with them on one point that, um, you know, governments and world leaders have to do more. Um, and as I mentioned at the start, our whole link was because of COP26. And that's that's kind of the catalyst for the change that we wanted to sort of get hold of. Um and we'll be working towards COP27. So the more we can grow the community and inform the community, we'll be even bigger for COP27. Um, but I'd also say that um, a friend of mine, um, she's from South Africa and she was on the COP26 video. Um, she used a saying to me a few weeks ago, uh, it takes a village to raise a child. And... It's so important that all of us just work together individually. So if we work individually, that's great. And we make those choices. But we, if we can do it as a community, then we'll have more impact. So that's kind of my, my view. If someone came to me and said, yeah, it's okay, fossil fuels. Um, but, you know, just, just stopping my trainers going into landfill is not going to make a difference. But... It absolutely, it absolutely will. Absolutely, it's a sense. It's more of a mindset. It's a, it's a shift in mindset. It's not necessarily that there's a your individual action is going to do enough, but but if you are actively involved in making those changes on a personal level, and that influences another person, and that influences someone else, then the chain reaction is what is needed to get to the end result, rather than that sort of, you know. Of course, my keeping my pair of shoes makes very little difference. But if I'm telling someone I'm doing that and then they do the same thing, exponential, exponentially, hopefully, that would be that's where the change comes. And it becomes more of a, an issue for people. And then if people become impassioned by it, they're more likely to be more active against it. 
Absolutely. Can I ask just a couple more questions? Um, I'm interested on travel because, I mean, the UTMB is an interesting point, Jasmine. I don't know if you're going to have time to get the train down there, for instance. It's probably yeah. That's, that's, that's the okay, plan. That, yeah, that's really that's impressive. But it's going to be race, aren't there? That, <laughs> that people on people's bucket lists that are like, yeah. okay, you know, it's not feasible to to not fly. What yeah. I mean, what, what is the Green Runners like? Take like take on that. Is it basically flying's the last resort? But there are there are occasions in our lives where where flying is actually something that is just a sort of necessary evil. Or is no race that important? Oh, Ben, right? Oh, curveball. <laughs> I mean, I think it's it's a really good question, and like I think they'll you know within our community there's but there'll definitely be people that feel that we should there should be no race that's worth flying to um but i i i think that again it um, this is one of those things like i i think for everybody there will be a different kind of a different level that uh, certainly at the start it, they're able to reduce their travel to um because as i said before the important thing is to do to, to start changing um, and it might you know if you ask everybody to not fly and meet, uh, from this from the outset there's no flying then people will just turn away and and not do it so I think as, as green runners what I think what we agreed was that um absolutely limit flying so for me within Europe I would travel by land and sea we we get the ferry now or the train and as, as a family as well when we travel within Europe um go away for a longer period if you go away try to make it worthwhile so go away for a you know like a block of a, a really sort of make it worthwhile and you know certainly from my personal point of view I didn't apply to Hard Rock because I'd felt that I'd traveled to Barclay and I couldn't fly to the US twice in one year I didn't feel that was justified um, and you know I absolutely you know agreed to being a climate hypocrite from the point of view that I flew to Barclay and now I'm talking standing up for the Green Runners but um, from my point of view as I say I did I, I made I made that decision not to apply for Hard Rock and not to fly to any other races so um, I think I think the, the aim the big kind of take home points would be if you can don't fly um, if you need to fly then really try to make the most of it and make it kind of and make it for a real special race um, or a special occasion and if you do fly then offset it um off you know um offset it. i think we agreed with with as well well i mean how much is how much does how much carbon does a flight generate like how what's, I mean, like how, what, what do you need to offset it with yeah what's how, how what do you have to what would be like if someone flew to let's say to they're flying to the south of france what's that what what how do you offset that like, i have no idea maybe that's on your site go to the green yeah, it's on the green and, site. And, and it will be on there <laughs> <Go> on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I I actually was chatting recently to um, Jim Mann, who's looked at this quite a lot. So I think he, I asked him about kind of, so I, I think climate off, or carbon offsetting is a, I don't know if I said climate offset, I meant carbon offset. Um, I think is an area that there's lots of companies and that not necessarily all of them are, yeah. are, are kind of legit or um, very good. Um, his recommendation was climb works or charm industrial um, as being um, a kind of, better this is not something we've discussed as green runners though so i i, I don't want to you know mm. that was just my personal kind of um, research into what would be the best um carbon offsetting schemes to use but i think uh, the first line would be to try and not generate the carbon in the first place um and this is really if there's no choice then mm. then offset yeah, sure. it i mean and there's i mean you you're uh, not to be jumping in and to your defense there's no need but when you say like you flew to Barclay and then you didn't want to go to another race but I mean it's this difference between it being a profession and being 
uh, recreational runner. That's my only sort of like point on that, I would say, wouldn't you think? Is well, I think that... a lot of, there's a lot of joy that was to be generated as well, which is a difficult one to sort of qualify. But I think it was exciting for a lot of people to watch yeah. you yeah. at the Barclay. So it's a little bit different to like Ben and I rocking up and doing yeah, like a quarter I... of a lap. Yeah, it? <laughs> <laughs> generous. Generous. <laughs> yeah, generous. I mean, I've, I've been debated that in my head a lot. You know, like people like Killian Journey that you look at and you think, like, he should still be allowed to fly to places because, you know, the, you know, it's and it's, it's a balance, isn't it? I say to myself, well, maybe, maybe you're kind of spreading the message just by going to places because you're kind of raising the profile of, of, of the concept. On the other hand, another part of me thinks, well, why do you have a more, any more right to re- run these fantastic races than anyone else? Because it's not, I don't feel that I am, um, you know, I don't feel skill, that I have I any say. more right to do it than more anyone ability. else. More ability. I'm very conflicted. Um, I imagine that climate awareness is like the climate kind of subject is is an area of massive conflict for for lots of people. But that's why we're, that's again, boils back down to this whole education side. It's not, it's not presenting as like the people with the answers. It's just the notion of like trying to get to a better place. Mm, Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. That's that's exactly the point. Guys, thank you so much for for coming on the runner's world and talking about the green runners. Um, Dan, once again, just let, let us know the, the website. Where can people go if they if they are interested in the Green Runners? Yeah, sure. It's uh, www.thegreenrunners.com. Brilliant. Yeah, thank, thanks very very much for your time. Really, really impressed with what you're doing with it, and yeah, an exciting move for um, the environment and for runners. So, thanks very much for your time. I'm going to get my my two pound fifty out and do a little and do my <laughs> get your badge and do my badge and my pledge. Yeah, because that's brilliant. That's dead easy. I can do that. And I should eat less meat. I don't eat that much anyway. <laughs> Do it. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks <laughs> very right. much. Cheers, well done. Cheers guys. Cheers. Thanks a lot. So that brings us to the end of this week's Runners World podcast. A huge thanks to our guests, Jasmine Paris and Darren Evans, and to you, of course, for listening. Subscribe to Runners World magazine today and get three issues for only £5. Visit hearstmagazines.co.uk slash podcast to get this exclusive listener offer. The Runners World podcast is available on Acast, iTunes and all of your favourite podcast apps. Just search Runners World UK and click subscribe. Thanks for listening. We will see you next week. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.